This episode of the All About Nothing podcast is brought to you by GOT Sound Studio. GOT Sound Studio offers a variety of experiences, music, voice, and instrumental recording and production, video, and still photography. GOT Sound Studio has all of your media needs met. Owned and operated by Dominique Stewart, the Neek the Geek, experienced artists as well as up-and-coming will find everything they need to create. Bring your media needs to one of the most talented producers and engineers in the business, Neek the Geek. You can find details by visiting gotsoundstudio.com or calling 803-243-2302. You can also find links in the Friends of the Pod section of our website. Visit theallaboutnothing.com. Recorded live from the Maddie Johnson Podcast Studio at GOT Sound Studio in Columbia, South Carolina, this is the All About Nothing Podcast. The views expressed on this program are the opinions of the host. Some content and subject matter may not be appropriate. Listener discretion is advised. Listeners are encouraged to follow the show at theallaboutnothing.com for links to social media and more. Listeners can call the show at 803-672-0533. Thank you for listening. All right, welcome back to the All About Nothing podcast. This is Barrett Gruber, Trent Clark, Zach King here with us. And this week, our guest is Daniel Shreve the Democratic nominee for District 88, South Carolina House of Representatives. Thank you for being here, Daniel. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, you actually represent my district. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. And I am very appreciative of the fact that there is someone running in our district against uh, R.J. May because he ran unopposed in 2020. So uh, he, I, honestly, I don't even know why, how he made it to my porch because uh, there was no point in him campaigning. He needed at least one vote. You've probably seen you mowing your lawn. Yeah, <laughs> or somebody else's lawn. I saw you on yes. TikTok mowing I, your lawn, sir. That is not the, uh, that's not the number one uh, views that I have now. I have almost reached 10,000 views with a video on TikTok of Brian Kilmeade losing his soul uh, from Fox News as his soul you leaves so, his body. You slowly watch his face just... Morph, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but almost almost ten thousand views on that. That's <laughs> ridiculous. That's crazy. <laughs> Again, it's another one of those TikTok videos that I did literally nothing for. See, I try and make a t- TikTok yeah. video. Yeah. Barrett right. doesn't try. Yeah, just puts a video. It's it's magic. Um, I I did want to bring up uh real quick yesterday. Uh, so we're recording on August the third. Uh, this episode is not going to drop until later in August, but. Uh, I did want to point out that uh, Kansas had its primaries yesterday, and there was a uh, referendum vote to uh, potentially uh, ban abortions in Kansas. And congratulations to Kansas because they voted against it. Yeah. So there will not be a ban on abortions in Kansas because uh, constitutionally they they're, they're going to leave that in place. Yeah, but the bad side is they did let Whit Merrifield go to Toronto. <laughs> No, kidding. Yes, no, that's excellent. <laughs> Very true. Excellent. I don't, I don't think this is. I don't think Kansas had anything to do with with Maryville. Kansas City. Yeah. I know it's Missouri. I was gonna say, yeah, it's the other side. Um, so uh, Daniel's here because we're gonna discuss your campaign okay. and uh, we're gonna discuss the issues that you're campaigning on because right. we want to make sure that uh, at least uh, from the stands of uh, all of South Carolina, because uh, when you're elected, you will your your votes will impact all the states. So it's right. important. It's important to get that out right. there. Um, so. District 88 is uh, West Columbia, some Casey down towards uh, down towards the uh, right. uh, was it Pine Pine Ridge and, and that sort of area. Right. Um, so it's it's a pretty expansive district as far as uh, the size. That um, you know, it's I, I've lived in this area now for 20 years, right. um, and 
it is it's usually pretty heavily Republican, but it just even just in my neighborhood, I've I've noticed that we have seen uh, a diversification of of you know there's there's a lot more minorities that moved into our area, which right, I'm right. thankful for because I think that that allows for everyone to be more uh, diverse and inclusive. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's more inclusive that way. Uh, so one of the things that I was excited to see that there was someone at least running was that we're not just handing a job over to RJ May again, cause uh, I'd rather see him spend his money than, yeah. you know, than yeah. just given a free job. Yeah. You got to contest that kind of thing. I mean, can't let anybody run unopposed. Absolutely not. Yeah. Sadly in South Carolina though, we still have 55 seats that are going unopposed. unopposed. Yeah. Those are, those have already been decided on without anyone even casting a vote. Um, got to run. Might as well, man. <laughs> if a twenty-year-old can run, I gotta be. Able that's to do true. It. You know that's what I'm saying? True. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Uh, have you have, have this is your first campaign, right? Yes, this is my first campaign. Yes. And um, when when it comes to campaigning, what have you found as far as like the I guess the difficulties in in getting started because it's it's a it's a lar- it's a big endeavor. Right. Right. Well, uh, I'm just doing what. Uh, I have a I have some endorsements. Okay. From the TPP. Oh, and, great. Uh, Planned Parenthood. Oh, that's terrific. Oh, excellent. Uh, nice. So, you know, I'm just uh I'm writing a book and I'm going to try to donate the proceeds to uh children's charities here. Okay. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. So, tell me about the book. Yeah, no, you're good. I promise. That's I'll move that fan <laughs> a little bit closer <laughs> to you. Hold on. Uh, yeah, we can move yeah, that yeah, over. Yeah, move it yeah. over there. It's uh it's a poetry book. And uh, it's got like uh, story poems that I that okay. I write. Yeah. I have a couple of them I could read if you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. That'd be really cool. Yeah, no, we definitely that would be really cool. Um, while you're getting those out, I'll just ask. Uh, so originally from Chicago, right? And you spent uh, you spent several years in the military. You were in the army, correct? Right. I uh, <clears throat> I entered here in Fort Jackson. Okay. And I did my uh, basic training there. Yeah. And then, uh, <coughs> sorry. I'm sorry, and then from <laughs> there I went to uh, South Korea, uh, Chuncheon, okay. Camp Page, and uh, I spent a year on the, on the DMZ. Okay. Your military experience, um, yeah. as far as, did you see, I, I know being in Korea that that's considered active duty. Um, did, right. you, did you ever see any actual, like, fighting? Well, uh, the DMZ is a combat zone, right. according to the Veterans Administration, and... Uh, I heard live fire. Yeah. I ran into uh, our tanks, American tanks, when I was patrolling the, the DMZ. And it's very, very, it's freezing up there. Oh, yeah. So it's, uh, it's a tough, uh, it was a tough, do- I don't know if they allow uh, uh, soldiers, U.S. soldiers now to spend the night there. I don't know if they can, they probably just go there during the day and then they pull them out. And they keep the uh, Republic of Korea soldiers uh, doing the work there now. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. uh, it was pretty tough duty, yeah. And, and that's, was, uh, that's called the 38th parallel? 30, the 38th parallel. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, saw a, I saw an interesting uh, video on exactly the back and forth that the North, well, the North Korean the, the versus the United States or the South Koreans yeah. as far as, like, how many times that went back and forth over the course of, like, yeah. 60 days. And at one yeah. point, they were almost all the way down into sa- the, the, yeah. the yeah. southern end of South yeah. Korea and then the all the way. Perimeter. Yeah, yeah. And then all the way back up. 
and it was really just how much how much resources in the way of uh, the United States was putting in versus yeah. how much resources the the, yeah. the the Chinese were putting in or the Soviets were putting in. When I was there, uh, uh, they had what was called the Burma bombings. And, oh yeah, uh, and so we were on alert. That was the closest uh, point we ever went. To, you know, we were going to go to war. You know, mm-hmm. it was. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I've had I've had several friends that were posted in in Korea, yeah. uh, or in South Korea, and um, you know they most of them look at it as it's not a whole lot going on, but I guess there's always the potential that you know South North Korea is going to fire a missile into the bay or something like that, and right. then you got to deal with that. So there's always that threat, right. Right. and as long as we can't get anyone to sign a treaty, then we'll just constantly be at at, at yeah, a state of readiness. Uh, right. It's state of war basically yeah. just a peace treaty yeah or a ceasefire yeah so yeah no please uh no i'd love to hear a poem well uh <laughs> it's kind of uh, i'll give you know it's a long one but i'll, uh, I'll absolutely oh we got time on the all about nothing <laughs> i call this one uh, <clears throat> blessings on his side he's tall and he poses a striking figure of a man and his classical southern voice and style permeate confidence and a certain holiness and grace that makes all the men and women of his state feel in their hearts and minds that this man is great. When he stands at the podium in the state house and speaks, you see a modern-day George Washington, you see Andrew Jackson, and you see Robert E. Lee. This brilliant man is a religious man, and he relies on his experience and the revelations given to him by his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who empowers him, with his guidance and leadership abilities to make command decisions in this mystical southern state to make it great and prosperous for its citizens. And Governor Henry Dargan McMaster is the greatest governor South Carolina has ever produced and has the blessings and prayers of his citizens by his side and the Heavenly Father high in the sky. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's interesting. So... So I, I are based on based on your writing. Do I assume that you are a fan of, of Henry McMaster? Well, he's uh, you know he's uh, I'm not a I'm not a dis fan of his, but uh, you know you have to have bipartisanship. I have nothing. Sure. You know he's a Absolutely. good uh, you know he's a good man. He's an older man. I mean he's he's been in uh, power for a while. He's been in politics for a long time, and yeah. uh, I just having respect for him. I understand sure. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I understand. Yeah. I think I, I ultimately, I think anyone that can, uh, first of all, maintain the popularity of yeah. uh, uh, and the ability to be reelected to office is difficult, especially right. in a state that's you know South Carolina is changing and we're seeing right. demographics change. And uh, but yeah, I, I think uh, you mentioned in your ballotopia ballotopedia uh, of of recognizing Nikki Haley as being asshole, yeah, asshole, someone asshole that you really look up to. Yeah. And I have to I have to acknowledge I, I, I recognize that uh, not only was she uh, did she maintain a very uh, statesman stateswoman like right. uh, persona when it came to the mother Emanuel shootings down in Charleston. Right. right. Uh, and then the after effect of that having uh, been the governor when they pulled the uh, Confederate flag down. Um, but also the fact that during 2015, uh, with all the flooding that went on, I have to acknowledge that right. that a lot of governors would have stood in the way because they like being behind that podium and, and talking for themselves yeah. to hear. And she stood out of the way and let federal yeah. the the FEMA uh, well not just FEMA but the the Emergency Management Division of South Carolina yeah. do its job. First responders yeah. were provided the resources they needed. She she got out of the way. Right. And right. and I commend that because. 
that's one thing I will acknowledge about McMaster's. He loves being in front of that camera. Yeah, There's, well, not really. Yeah, but yeah, when it came yeah. down to um to the COVID thing, he definitely let the CDC or or whoever was over that for our state talk. He he made sure they yeah. answered the questions. Yeah. He knew yeah. what and yeah. what to say and what not that's to say. Hurricanes are McMaster's thing. Correct. When that's whenever he wants to yeah, yeah, talk yeah. to you. <laughs> yeah. Um. When it comes to some of the issues that uh, that are obviously going to be represented in the uh, legislature, uh, one of the big ones is going to be women's health and, and abortions and the availability yeah. of abortions. Um, where do you stand on on the on the on the abortion issue, especially since you're backed by Planned Parenthood? Well, yeah, I'm uh, I'm for it. You know, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, uh, they need to have the choice. Yeah, you know, and. Uh, it was bodily autonomy. I voted for uh, Mr. Cunningham in the uh, primaries. So right. I'm, I'm, I, I like his issues. I, uh, I, uh, I like the fact that he wants to uh, re- uh, help uh, raise uh, teacher salaries. Yes. Right. Yes. right. And, and crime and roads. And, and uh, you know, he's a great man and uh, a great family. And uh, he'd make a great governor. Yeah, I think I, so, too. I, I, there's nothing that, uh, especially he gets on TikToks and tries to con- connect with right. the youth. And they're funny. Yeah, and, no, he's he's got a social media presence. That's like he, definitely. he went out for one about people who aren't registered to vote because everybody needs to be registered to vote. Everybody's got to vote. It's your, it's your civic duty. But he came out, he's like, tell me something that's going to piss me off. He's like, uh, Mondo's better than Boba Fett. Right. He's like, that'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't Mondo better than Boba Fett? Uh, shut up, Barry. All right, sorry. Um, <laughs> marijuana. Uh, obviously, that's going to have something to do in in the next session because uh, we saw the bill come over from the Senate in the last session that procedurally you got knocked down because right. ultimately bills that have to do with the budget have to be presented uh, by the by the House. We got to have medical marijuana. Yeah, I mean, we, we, you know, it's something that uh, it's an issue we have to we have to really work on. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. Uh, it's important. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people uh, need it. Yeah. As, as a veteran, um, one of the things I have to acknowledge is that, that medical marijuana uh, being legalized across the country is something that the, the Veterans Affairs Association has been trying to push right. for, right. for right. more than 20 years. Well, PTSD, they say, helps a lot with that. Yeah. yeah. With PTSD, yeah. yeah. PTSD, yeah. uh, but the, there, and there are benefits beyond that is anxiety. Yep. You know, that's associated with PTSD as well. Yeah. But it's it, but that's that's one of those things. Um in South Carolina, we have uh, we have a number of candidates that have uh, sought the um, endorsement of Normal, which is the the association for normalizing legalization of marijuana. Yeah. Um, when it comes to uh, recreational, if if that was a, if that was something that was introduced, is that something that you would potentially support as well? Yeah. Okay. I, I would. I mean. Uh you know, there's other states doing it now. Yeah, and right. It's the wave of the future. I mean, uh, it could bring in some revenue. Absolutely. And uh, if it's control, you know, if you, they have to use it in their home. You know what I mean? It's, it's yep. something that or in in the shops. You know, I, I don't know exactly how they're doing it in uh, Colorado. Well, like, give it the um, same laws you would give alcohol or anything like that. Like, you're not you're not going down. Well, some Savannah you can go down the street and drink right, your, whatever. Right, right. Maybe there's certain places that'll do that. But right. th- that's a municipal law, though. That's a that's a inside the city of Savannah. Yes. It's not Georgia. Right. Georgia frowns no, no, on no. you walking around. <laughs> yeah. I, I I went to plenty of places outside of Atlanta and yeah. Savannah where you can't bribe 
brown bag of joint. I didn't know you can, you can actually get it there in Savannah. In Savannah, yeah, no well, kidding. in Savannah, uh, well, alcohol. alcohol. So, oh, okay. in, so in Savannah, yeah. alcohol, you can you can walk around in the streets with an alcohol yeah, with that an you open purchased. Beer and, and yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, that's one of those things that I found out. Even even with legal uh, legalization of marijuana in places like Colorado, Massachusetts, and things even like New that, York, you you can't actually just walk around on the street smoking it. No. You 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 have to. You can purchase it legally, mm-hmm. but you have to take it home. You have to. You Correct. that that is. Yeah. You know, and, and and ultimately, I don't have an issue with that. Nobody has an issue with I that. I don't think no, nobody no, wants no. the person beside them with a joint being like, "Hey, bro, I'm like, yeah. bro, my son's in the car, <laughs> yeah. man." Can't <laughs> right? Do that. What are right. we doing? I think I think a lot of it comes down to prior not prioritizing, but prioritizing in a sense, but also just the the idea that when I hear someone say that they are against the legalization of marijuana, it's usually because they bring up things like, "Well, that's a gateway drug to other things," or that this other. Um, I I. I find that those conversations uh, really drain me in the sense that when it comes to the Republican stance on marijuana, it's usually from the standpoint of, well, it's illegal, so no. We have to we have to come up with a solution with, uh, you know, providing the information. And I think one of the ways to do that, and I've discussed with other candidates, is the state the state of South Carolina has to put money into universities creating research around the benefits of marijuana right not only from an economic standpoint but the medical standpoint of it as right. well right. and the biggest hang-up even when it's just medicinally available is that research centers are not able to obtain it legally to research right. it. correct that's the biggest you know problem that's coming right. up it's like oh right. we want to know what what are the side effects what are the repercussions of it well if it's if it's still scheduled as a narcotic as it is they can't get a hold of it to even oh. test it. And then you got schools. I know you. I know you hate us, but like Clemson, <laughs> Af- we could grow the probably the best stuff. You know what I'm saying? We got probably. some pretty good growers yeah. in Clemson. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Other than just marijuana, but I just wanted to um, sidetrack to what Barrett was saying as far as um, the legalization. How do you feel about expunging records and letting non-violent criminals out for that have been arrested in the past if it does go through? Well, I saw one of uh, Joe Cunningham's uh, YouTube videos, and he mentioned that uh, he would like to uh, to do that. Correct. So I, I I'm for that as well. Okay. Okay. I, I stand behind his uh, his idea on that. Correct. I think one of the things that I'd like to see come out of that as well not not only just the decriminalization and the expungement of of records for nonviolent criminals, um, but I'd also like to see access provided in in a state of legalized marijuana for recreational or medical use to allow for the licensing to go to those individuals first mm. that you were arrested for a crime that ultimately never should have been a crime correct so here is here is your ability to get a permit to now be to open your own shop or or grow that that sort of thing that's that yeah. the only problem with that is they're having that problem in california are and they? it's like because yeah they'll give you the licensing for it but you have to have money now. It's too late. It's too late. If you right, have, yeah, if, if, yeah. it's you too can't late. Just you be a startup. Can't be no startup person no more with medical marijuana because it's too. It's big business now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. them giving the license doesn't automatically get them in the door. Well, you get but, what I mean? But states like South Carolina say could could. 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 You could. Uh, could. So, like, maybe, maybe like a access to a grant or something like that to help that could you provide grow, a small business. Start off. You know what I'm saying? Start a small business. And that, like you said, that'll bring in revenue, that'll bring in employees, employing more jobs. You can fix these roads eventually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know Colorado got to be riding on some nice roads. Oh, man. I mean, they're all nice roads. Yeah, everything's <laughs> They're nice. not. They, oh, they're they, not? No. They're no. Not. not in Colorado. Colorado's I mean, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. the last time you've been, Barrett? 
Colorado, it's it's been it's been ten years since they've been. See, you, you it was after they. That's I mean, fair. before they was legalized. You never know. That's fair. I'll I'll, I'll accept that. Um, another. So uh, when it comes to, uh, that's one of those things that we're gonna again. We have to we have to reach across the aisles for this. Well, yes, right. yeah. Uh, and and working with the Republicans because. The, Regardless of of how many Democrats get elected, Republicans are still going to be are, are still going to hold a major majority yeah. of of the House as well as the Senate. Um, so that's that's another one of those things. When it comes to even the abortion discussion, is that it's not necessarily about just allowing abortions at any point. I don't think anyone's right. I don't think anyone's in favor of of this idea that that Democrats just want to have abortions all the time, every time, no. you know, that, that anyone is recognizing. I don't think nobody wants to just have an no, abortion. I don't think, not. wake up in the morning, oh, I think I'll abort this kid. No, it doesn't yeah. go like that. But the problem is, is that's that's the viewpoint Correct. when it becomes an evangelical thing, you know, mm-hmm. because they use the they use this idea that- That's just that a lack of critical thinking. Agreed, but it's there, there's still a lot of people out there that, that believe that. Correct. And so it's, again, it's providing, it's it's working with Republicans to- uh, show that it's you know it, compromise. It's right. coming up with okay, so not an all-out ban on abortion, but potentially could we look at at least twelve weeks? Is that is that a potential? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when it when it comes to uh, working with Republicans as a businessman here in Columbia, yes, um, I have to assume you 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 provide working in insurance. You you work with everyone. Yeah. Well. I predominantly work with uh, seniors. Okay. Uh, people who are 65 and above with Medicare Advantage plans. Sure. And nice, nice. ups and stuff like that, yeah. And they're uh, mainly, uh, you know, I'm running into more Democrats, you know, now, but uh, most of them are, are Republican. And they are, uh, uh, they stand uh, with uh, Governor McMaster on the... Uh, Heartbeat uh, bill. Right. Yeah. I, that's that's another one of those things where I, I you know, because I'm not sure what the age of Governor McMaster's children are, or even his grandchildren or his great 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 grandchildren. Uh, but uh, they're probably uh, Cunningham's age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. But I. I always wonder. Is it, it when when so when you got into politics or when you when you decide you were going to run, was it built on the belief that you had? And this is uh, this is going to sound an odd question, but the, this idea that you already have the ideas that you want to work through, or is it that because when I've con- contemplated running for office, it's not necessarily that my ideas are better than whoever's in office. It's that I think that I could work to make everything better. Yeah, All right, I'm going to be honest with you. I uh, I don't know anything about politics to be honest with you. I thought that I would try this to help people. Yeah, and I want to I want to I want to uh, uh, get money. I want to earn money to uh, help these kids. I mean, there's a lot of kids that are, are coming home after school and they don't, uh, don't, don't have anything to eat. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I want to see about doing something about that. And uh, I'm the kind of guy that if, if there's a problem, I'll, I'll go out there. You know, I'll talk to people. I want to educate kids uh, on HIV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a real problem here now. Correct. I mean, uh, Columbia is uh, the seventh in the country wow as far as uh, i did not know that you know, as, as far as hiv now that's we played an hiv benefit concert mm-hmm. one time yep, yep. years ago yep. for yep. A, a friend that actually died on this road here um but it was for his mom his mom mm-hmm. actually has hiv and really oh yeah oh yeah mm-hmm. it was yeah. a big benefit concert they had playing yep. on it was it was awesome to do yes, that sir 
So what what sort of solutions would you? So particularly when it comes to Let me, uh, children not having food when they get home, um, I know that in some school districts that they provide meal lunches that that go home. But I at the school programs too. Yeah, yeah, they'll get uh, breakfast I think and then lunch, mm-hmm. and, then, and then when they go home they, no they don't have any food, nothing. Yeah. To, you know, and uh, there was a lady you know on, on on the news screaming saying these kids are starving. Yeah. So this is a this isn't a third world country. Um, the solution would be to try to uh, deliver food personally, you know, and then and talk to these people and see why they're not feeding their children. You know, it's, yeah. it's not, yeah. uh, I, I can't understand this. Yeah, I, 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 I think one of the things that I find disheartening is the idea that, that there are parents out there that are just neglectful. <clears throat> right. Uh, I'm sure that there is a percentage of them, but I think that it's also the fact that... Spending money wrong. Well, but I can't, I can't put that on every parent. I no. can't, I, you know, a child's at home, gets home from work and the parents aren't there. Then, you know, I assume that a percentage of them is because they're working their Late second nights. job. Yep. Yeah. Really? Uh, and, they, and they just wouldn't uh, care about. I, I, no. I, I was a latchkey kid, Yeah. but, but I grew up middle class, you know, lower middle class. And, and, you know, we, our refrigerator was never empty, Right. Right. but, but I know that there were individuals that, that, didn't I have food. I I would not have, the I per, would not the, have guessed that they were in that situation. But I know after the fact that yeah, there right. were kids that I I went to school with, twenty five, thirty, forty years ago, thirty, thirty five years ago, that that were going home mm-hmm. to an empty house and an empty refrigerator. Wow! And it's because their parents were working two wow. jobs, and that responsibility should never fall to the kid. And it does, I believe, fall to the state to help step yeah. in and do that. Right? Yeah, that's. I think that's one of those things that that. Um, there is there is this idea that that people are just being neglectful or that they're 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 taking advantage of a system too. But and that that's such that's such BS thinking in my opinion because uh, medicine, the roof over your head, and food should not be something you have to gamble between which one you're going right. to have. Right, or which one you have to pay for at any point. Right, that is ridiculous. And I do think that as a citizen of this state, the state has an obligation to step in and have absolutely to do something. right. Especially in a situation where the state of South Carolina has already been given or has been granted the funding from the federal government to expand our Medicaid. Right. And we've made the decision, we've, the legislature and the governor have made the decision that under, under no circumstance are they going to expand Medicaid because there's this idea that we're going to have to pay it back, right. which the country operates on deficit. I mean, yeah. there's there's no such thing as a there's no such thing as operating in a in a, <laughs> a positive. In a, yeah, yeah. Well, and they it, have this this extra to spend, right? Yeah. Now. yeah, I mean, even a good idea with that situation, like what you're saying, would be just imagine how much food is being thrown away from school cafeterias sure. a day. Absolutely. Say, for instance, you box all those 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 um. Box all that food up. Those leftovers. And yeah. just leave it in the cafeteria. And if the kid doesn't want to, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't have to tell nobody I don't have food. Right. Walk to the cafeteria, grab you a plate. There's your dinner for the night. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Stuff like that. Why could, waste the food? Yeah. yeah. Why waste That's it? You're going to throw idea. it away. You're going to throw it away. Restaurants, too. And I know there's some restaurants who do do it. But exactly. Like your throwaways, man. Save them. Like put them out, put them out on a, like a little uh, table at the end of the night. Free, come get it. Exactly. That's what we have left over. Come get yeah. it. Yeah, you might have a whole thing full of mashed potatoes, but there you go. You got something to eat. Something to eat. What I like to do is I, I talk to a lot of kids, that, like my nephew. I'm trying to get him to join join the Army, you know, or the Air mm-hmm. Force, you know, because he's out of high school. 
and so is my niece, and uh, they they really don't know what to do. You know, it's hard for them to. They, uh, you know, I think the military is a good option for uh, for kids graduating uh, high school. Yeah, I, uh, I do too. I, I tried to join. I failed ASVAB over at Fort oh, Jackson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were like, you had uh, blood sugar problems. Yeah, yeah, and you had asthma. Yeah, and they're like, hmm. You can join the Air Force and sit behind Sir, the I desk. Sir, I did four years of ROTC. I think I can handle this. I think I can handle a little PT, <laughs> yeah, man. I can do PT, man. Yeah. I, I, I also want to say one of, the th- one of the ideas that I think should be instituted either at a state level or a federal level is this. Um, I, I, I absolutely am of the idea that when it comes to secondary education, our, our universities and things like that, that they should be operating tuition free, that they are receiving enough money from the state as a, t- you know, we're, we're paying taxes for yeah, these universities. The University of South Carolina is going to be $26,000 for Lord. two semesters this coming year. Wow. And, and what is that money going to that our taxes aren't also already going to? So I believe that universities should be operating tuition free, but I, I think you still have to earn it. I think that, that, as a state that we could potentially create a program of civil service. So let's say you want to go to the university of Clemson, not you necessarily Zach, but I I will tell you this, the smartest (laughs) advice I ever got and I heeded it likely. And you don't go to a university because you pull for a football team. Sure. Mm. Agreed. That's very true. If Clemson, I went you to want Wake, to be a civil engineer, you go to Clemson. I went to Wake Forest. I'm a South Carolina fan. I went there because yeah. I wanted to do game design and development. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very smart. Fine. Yeah. If you want to be the boss of the civil engineer, you go to Georgia Tech. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's got a point. But the idea of having uh, some sort of program in place to be uh, to work in some sort of civil service, whether it's whether it's military or it's um, uh, policing or some sort of civil service that could then go into, I guess, paying for your school program you know, paying for your tuition. So again, it's not you just being given school. Yeah. It's that you've done something for two to four years. But you have to, to toe the that. line. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, if you go to Clemson then and you become an engineer, you now have to reform you, for at least two years. Now, do you mean like in-state? Like, or sure. Is, do you, now, if, what you're saying is for only in-state? Like for people that's I'm, like South I Carolina? Lo- I lost my scholarship going to Wake Forest. I'm saying that, schol- that, that South Carolina could be a pilot program for some sort of civil service that would okay. earn you the credits to go to school. Okay, okay, okay. And do well in school. Correct. Not, not just go there and, you know, Ex- mess around. Again, yeah. But just, you know, to, but that earns you the ability. And that's something I think that South Carolina potentially could, again, pilot. Correct. Right, right. Um, so one of the other things that... that comes up in south carolina is we have found ourselves in the top 10 of gun violence wow we keep we keep edging our numbers up we keep having shootings every weekend or you know almost every single day they were beating chicago almost i think (laughs) yeah Yeah. close per capita per capita south carolina beats south carolina beats Chicago, which is crazy. Per capita. Well, I have a I have a concealed weapons permit. Now uh, these guys are, are buying these guns illegally, and and are they just? Uh... There is well, when it comes to mass shootings and scootings and shootings in school and things like right, that, right. Um, a lot of what they find is those guns have been purchased legally because uh, there is not a background check that really is able to pull the data that it needs to when it yeah. comes to mental health. Yeah. Or, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, or even at Jamil Temple. A lot of a lot of the guns are getting bought at Jamil Temple, you know, like uh, yeah, when they have the gun, gun, shows, gun shows and things like not, that. You think you think the FBI is calling, is, is answering right. the phone on a Saturday for that for that call? And they only have to call like twice. 
So I I used to know uh, the one of the gentlemen that ran the gun shows at the Jamil Temple, and when asked the question, you know how how do they handle background checks? Well, it wasn't really answered mm-hmm. because when it comes to private dealers handing out or, or selling firearms, Correct. they 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 have to keep you know track of the information, stock number, you know serial numbers, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it comes to the actual background check, I couldn't get an actual information. I couldn't get an answer that was specific because it's a room full of gun dealers. Correct. Um, so making sure that everyone is following to the T, which is why there is there there should be some sort of state law, in my opinion, mm-hmm. that actually every single transaction that involves a firearm has someone that is a licensed dealer that actually you know that conducts the background check. Right. South Carolina, I also think, probably could benefit from having some sort of a waiting period. Now, yeah. that's not going to get rid of the guns that are illegal, that are being sold illegally Correct. on the street. No, no. Um, or the ones that, so uh, one of the biggest, so the biggest influx of firearms, apparently, that goes into the illegal firearm sales are the ones where people break into somebody's house. Correct. Take them. They're not going after, they're usually not going after jewelry or china or no. anything like that. They're going, they're, the going, guns. they're going after the guns. Gun they're sales. looking for guns. Um, so that's, that's one of those things that it, it, it makes it difficult to curtail the gun violence if that's how those guns are being gotten. But again, I think that is, while that is a piece of the gun violence, it's not, debate, the whole thing. It's not. <laughs> my, my biggest thing is children in schools mm-hmm. and the gun violence that occurs with, that could potentially happen in South Carolina, because, you know, we're about to start another school year. Yeah. And yeah. when we start that next school year, what what are we going to see as far as, you know, I don't want it to happen, but I fear that it's going to. Correct. Don't they have uh, policemen in the schools now? Or? They have resource officers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, but as we saw in Evaldi, Texas, they had 300, they had 300 police officers that were there that couldn't take anything. one die. They were scared for their li- their own lives. That's an issue we, uh, we need to really uh, work on. Yeah. Yeah. It's a serious uh, It's very bad. Yeah. Is it like night and day? Um, tell me about some of your experiences in Chicago. About um, you know, did you have to deal with any like any gun violence in Chicago when it was there? Well, I don't really remember that because uh, I was just a young kid. We moved to Wisconsin. Okay, okay. So uh, when I was there, it it wasn't as bad it is, as it is now. Correct. I mean, it's it's terrible. That's a, a dangerous city. Yeah, they call it Chirac. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, crazy. Dangerous city. But this uh, down here, we got a you know we got a problem with that here. I mean, Correct. Yeah. We do. So, Absolutely. I was going to ask you, apropos of your poem, before we uh, go, who are your favorite poets? Ooh, well, uh, gosh, uh, who is my favorite? You don't have to have a one. You can give. You can give a few. Yeah, um, maybe a top five. <laughs> maybe a top five. <laughs> I like uh, Carl Sandburg. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, he's yeah. a. He has some poems, doesn't he? I mean, yeah. Uh, I really can't think of any. I'm not really. I I, I do writings, you know. It's kind of something and, uh, that that moves through you, right? Yeah, right. Oh, I totally get that. I used to uh, when uh, I was in college. I wrote a lot myself. My book is being. It should be out in about a month, and it's going to be on in, in, on Amazon and uh, on the, on the Dorrance uh, website. Okay. So I'll have a lot of exposure for people to audio book uh, it. Right. Oh, and, nice. Uh, nice. And it's going to go to charity. A- anything I can uh, derive out of this. Uh, Publication will go to children's charities for South Carolina. I look forward to picking up a, a copy of it. Nice. I love that. Yes, sir. 
Uh, I'm a big fan of Charles Bukowski. I think he's one of yeah. my all-time yeah. favorites. The Barfly. And I love Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou. God. Yeah. Got to meet her once. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. You know she's on the quarter now, right? Is she? Yeah, they put is she the really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, that is mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. She's probably the, one of the sweetest ladies I've ever met. I have met. one more poem I can read. Oh, yeah. Come on. Yeah, come no. On with it. We'll, read, we'll read a poem, then we'll take a break, and then we'll come back. So, let's, uh, yeah, let's do that. This, this one is called uh, Sophia Loren Eyes. Her long, elegant legs move gracefully in front of my eyes, and as she passes in front of me, her image becomes a permanent fixture in my mind. Her hair is the color of honey, and she is my Aphrodite, the Greek goddess of love. She is Beatrice Barriomillo, and I want to write about her till I immortalize her elegance in front of a world audience. Through my writings and the love that I have for this Italian beauty, which is ingrained in my soul and every fiber of my being, so I kneel down, Kneel down in front of her and look up at her and worship her Sophia Loren eyes. Oh, Ooh. I like that. Yeah, yeah he's deep, yeah. man. That oh no, good. Roman, you gotta. Oh come yeah, on, man. You, yeah. <laughs> All right. I love it. Don't disrespect. <laughs> We're gonna take a quick break. Daniel <laughs> Sharif. Daniel Sharif is here, uh, Democratic nominee for District 88, South Carolina, uh, House of Representatives. So we're gonna come back and discuss a little bit more of your campaign after the break. All right, thank you. This is the All About Nothing podcast. All right, nothingers, I want to cue you in about a friend of the pod, Blank Canvas Brand. If you own a business or restaurant and the time has come to build that unique brand, you have got to get a hold of Blank Canvas Brand. Blank Canvas Brand specializes in brand identity, including logos, business cards, flyers, and anything else to promote your business. And now, Blank Canvas Brand offers printing services to help with your clothing needs, including sports teams. I can tell you from our own experience, Blank Canvas Brand is responsible for our logo, as well as the Bowl of Duty Bowling Team logo, and we couldn't be happier with what's been produced. For more information, you can search Facebook for Blank Canvas, or you can email Blank Canvas at theallaboutnothing.com. That's B-L-N-K-C-A-N-V-S at theallaboutnothing.com. You can find links in the Friends of the Pod section of our website. Visit theallaboutnothing.com. Hey, everyone. I want to take a quick moment to mention one of our new sponsors, thepaintedmoment.com. That's thepaintedmoment.com. Check this out. Have you ever taken a photo with your phone or digital camera that would look amazing as a watercolor canvas painting? Well, now there's a website ready to take your photo and turn it into digital painted moments. This is how it works. Visit thepaintedmoment.com, follow the instructions, and your digital photo will be enhanced and returned to you with links on where you can have an image printed to canvas or whatever else you'd like to do with it. We've already got a couple of these enhanced photos hanging around the house, and trust me, you'll love what comes out. ThePaintedMoment.com. Create a painted moment in time from your digital photos. ThePaintedMoment.com. Seriously, check them out today. ThePaintedMoment.com. What is a vaccine? What is a virus? What is a mask? What's a Sasquatch? These are all valid questions, and to answer them in one breath, prevention, potentially deadly, potentially life-saving, and don't be stupid. Look, the coronavirus from 2019 has caused a global pandemic that continues to ravage our planet, leaving victims and survivors. But you can do your part. In the United States, as well as most countries around the world, the COVID-19 vaccine is available at little to no cost. Regardless of your politics, this virus has the potential to cause irreparable harm to you and vulnerable family members and friends. We have an opportunity through the efforts of medical science to balance the scales against this disease and its variants. And look, I don't understand how the vaccine works, even though I've heard it described countless times by countless experts. And even though none of that makes any sense to me, I do recognize that the money and effort spent on the vaccine has not been wasted. And it's not a global positioning transmitter being embedded in your arm. You're holding that in your hand, listening to this. So get the vaccine. Protect yourself. 
Protect your loved ones. Hell, protect the guy standing behind you waiting on his Taco Supreme and nacho fries. Let that be the reason his organs shut down. For more information, visit covid19.nih.gov for actual science information. We have to thank our sponsor, GOT Sound Studio, and its owner and operator, Dominique Stewart, better known as Neek the Geek. GOT Sound Studios offers a variety of recording experiences for music, voice, and instrumental recordings and production, as well as podcasts. GOT Sound Studio is located in Columbia, South Carolina, and operated by the most talented producer and engineer in the business. GOT Sound Studio is a black-owned business. Bring your recording business needs here. You can find details on their Facebook page or by calling 803 803- 243-2302 or emailing GOT Sounds at theallaboutnothing.com. That's GOT Sounds at theallaboutnothing.com. You can find links in the Friends of the Pod section of our website. Visit theallaboutnothing.com. This is Daniel Duncan, candidate for South Carolina House District 14 in Lawrence County. And in case you bumped your head and forgot, you're listening to the All About Nothing Podcast. All right, welcome back to this episode of the All About Nothing podcast. Trent Clark, Bear Gruber, Zach King. We are joined by Daniel Shreve, who is the Democratic nominee for District 88, South Carolina House of Representatives. Thank you very much again, Daniel, for being here. Thank you for having me. Also, thank you for running. Thank uh, you. I mentioned it before. I think one of, the, one of the difficult things about running in South Carolina is the fact that incumbents almost always get reelected. Uh, I think I think the percentage is like 99% of incumbents get elected. Uh, you basically have to, somebody has to die in order to get their job. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this year is going to be different. I think we're going to see, I think we're going to see Democrats overtaking some of these Republican offices. Blue SC. Blue Blue SC. Well, has, have the incumbents, uh, have they done their job? I no. Mean, okay. No. That's what, that's that what is I'm, the problem. And I mean, what, what? Are they supposed to do? I mean, what what were we looking for in, when it, in this district? When it comes to a representative uh, in the House, so for District 88, I think one of the things that people look at the most is infrastructure. Right. So our roads, uh, I'm not sure where you live. I live off of Kittyway. Yeah, they're doing some work on it right now. Yeah, yeah. You, know, um, you told me it took them, what, 10 years? Or yeah, something? yeah. I'd like to, uh, yeah, I want to point out that Dan, uh, that uh, RJ May is taking credit for <laughs> For this idea that he's now gotten this process started, but it was scheduled. Right, it was scheduled ten years ago mm. because that was when they started putting up the uh, the the detour signs. Was about seven years ago. Are you sure they didn't want to wait for the COVID money? <laughs> I don't think so. So the people in the district uh, talked to this man and said, "We need better roads." Yeah, yeah, and essentially the idea is that uh, so from a state legislative standpoint, he then tries to work into the bills. Or he tries to work into some of the issues to have money allocated to improve the roads. Uh, we have uh, several in well, in District 88, we have uh, mostly just it's mostly just residents. Uh, right. There's not a lot of big businesses. I know there's a couple of WalMarts and things like that. Mm-hmm. We got car dealerships down on um, uh, what's uh, not Sabbath. Yeah, right. Not Sabbath. Um, so you have you have some businesses and a lot of banks and things like that. But for the most part, I think one of the big issues in District 88 is going to be education because we have a, a number of school systems, uh, whether it's District 1 or District 2, Lexington. Uh, and, and it turns out within the last few months, we found out that both Airport High School and Brooklyn Casey apparently have had an issue with their accreditation because they were passing students without actually testing them. Wow. Mm. A few children left wow. behind there. Yeah. So- and. How can we resolve that? I mean, what? Uh, I think issues like that is 
it's it's really mostly holding the school districts accountable. It's holding those schools accountable, and by taking away their accreditation, is potentially will correct it. Right. I well, think and that fund that the will. teachers, make them make them. You know, if if they're paid right, they're going to care more. That is a big issue. That is I mean, I, that's I with think, every job, though. I think making sure that our teachers, in order to keep good teachers in the districts, you have to make sure that you are paying them the value. Like a big thing that goes on now are teachers. Like I know a bunch of teachers personally on and them having to make Amazon lists and ask people oh, yeah. to buy yeah. supplies for their classroom. Yeah. That should never have to happen. Yeah. And we're talking minimum thousand dollars for some of these lists. Wow. Just to make sure kids have pencils, yeah. they have things to supply that that should never have to happen. The TI eighty four was always a problem with certain high schools. Calculators, like, yeah. yeah. No parent should have to go out and spend one hundred and fifty dollars on, on a calculator. calculator. So what? What's the representative going to do about this? I mean, does he gonna, is he going to go to the school and, and talk to these people and then? So I think one of the things that, uh, as a representative, what, what we would hope would be that they would go and talk to the administrators. Right. They'd find out what the issues are, but. Administrators are always going to give a high level idea of what it is. I think I think actually having a town hall with teachers would probably be the most benefit to actually get what it is that they think needs to happen. And they're going to butter the problem. Yeah. If you go there and talk to them. Yeah. They're not going to really tell you what's really happening. Well, and they also think they're there because you're going to get them in a in a position and get them in trouble more Correct. so than I'm here to fix something. Be be completely be honest. honest with yes. You. Yes. In, and like Barry saying, like town town meetings that that definitely were is where the honesty we have been seeing yeah. lately has really came out. People, true feelings really show whenever they're speaking at town accounts because they feel like what they're saying is being heard. And if it's being telegraphed, it's definitely being heard. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah. So those issues would then be presented to a committee at the state, at the state level, in the legislature. That Those issues would be presented, and then they would debate and try and work through how to best present that. And and a lot of the time, states, you know, they, they the idea is that you have to throw money at it. Yeah. You have to fix it by getting money. Teacher raises. That's that's foremost. That's probably one of the biggest things because we continue to see. I think there's seventeen thousand in the entire state of South Carolina. Seventeen thousand abandoned positions in the wow. state of South Carolina for teachers. Right. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the state of Florida's got more than four hundred thousand oh, wow. abandonment, and and they're actually presenting right now the idea that if you were in the military for more than two years, that mm-hmm. you can be now a teacher in the state of Florida. So the idea is that if it, yeah I I don't understand Florida's it. keep getting crazy and crazy yeah <laughs> but okay but essentially to fill some of those roles they're they're leaning on the potential of having military former military personnel become teachers or just you know accrediting them and in, in order to become teachers I don't know that that necessarily works but are those the teachers they're talking about putting guns in the hands of because I guess they have training. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. First of all, let me again just point out it's Florida. We don't need a hundred PE teachers in your elementary school. <laughs> no offense to PE teachers. Correct. They, are, they are, are the best. Yeah, they are the best. But you need you need somebody. It's it's it, you're you're educating a future, hopefully productive member of society. Maybe even you a president. Want, you want to try and shape and mold the, the best person you can in the most truthful way possible. So these issues are going to be discussed for three or four months. Correct, and then then what happens? And, and then, then uh, and then once the uh, once the committees present them as bills to uh, for the state to vote on, then right. they they get voted on in the house. They pass the house. They go to the senate. They vote the senate. Mm-hmm. They pass there. They go to the governor's desk. They become law, and at that point they get funded. That, I see. That's okay. the point at which they 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 have the backing. They be, they become a law so that then 
uh, they can be instituted. Right, right. Um, when it comes to District 88, I think that's the number one resource is, is education, is students. So that that's going to be one of the biggest issues. I know that uh, there's a number of, ins- from an insurance standpoint, there's a number of medical uh, companies, yeah. things like that. We have we have several ambulance companies that do medical transports in, in, in the in the West Columbia, Casey area. Yes. Those are, those are pretty big. Um, and I think that when it comes to their billing, uh, whether it's to insurances or Medicare, that sort of thing, that it's, it's, those are making those sort of situations easier for them so that they can prosper as businesses so that they can hire more people. Um, South Carolina is getting older. I don't think we're seeing the, I don't see, you know, we were discussing children, having more children. I don't think South Carolina has the positive birth rate that we're seeing in other states. Well, they say there's uh, 10,000 baby boomers turning 65 every day. Here oh, in this man. State. Goodness. But, that's that's that that is that's something to think about. That's something, something Joe talks about too. When um, for for positions like governor and stuff, like when judges have to retire at sixty five or something, what did he say? Uh, there's so many jobs that require you that police officers, federal investigators, sixty five, I think was what it was, seventy for. Yeah, judges. there's a there's a there's a there's a retiree line. You kind of had to get at times um, fresh fresh opinions in it, and someone can't just appoint something for so long. That, I think that's a big problem, too. Like, McMaster, the, the one thing Joe Cunningham, a big point he makes is, McMaster's been in politics longer than I've been alive. Yeah. And, okay, it's time for some fresh ideas when it comes to that point. Well, and not not even just, sometimes it's not even just fresh ideas. It's just the ideas that sometimes McMaster's, I think, presents are outdated. Right. I think, uh, you know, I, I, am, I also have a, a concealed weapons permit, so right. I, I, I can carry as well. Um, and I am a proponent of the Second Amendment, but I'm also a proponent of responsibility when it comes to gun ownership. And I think that South Carolina lacks in some of the aspects that should be part of getting a permit. I know that I had to take a test. I know that I had to uh, show that I had the ability to fire a firearm under control at several, you know, 15, 5, 10, 15 uh, and you yards. And you get taught about when you fire a firearm, you have to think about what's behind the target as right. well. Which right. people There's a, who aren't trained are just going to blame, 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 right. shoot innocent people. But I am also a proponent of the idea that you don't just get the ability that, that if you get your license once that you, you, that, that you get You're that done. for the rest of your life yeah. as long as you keep paying your $50 every five years. I think that you should retest. I think, yeah. I think that that should be something that's yeah. part of, you know. Just like driver's license, I feel like the same way. But I agree. <laughs> I, I, I am I am not against the idea of at least taking some sort of a written test. We have the technology. People could Correct. take tests online now, but at least some sort of written test that you could take that isn't it isn't going to pass or fail you on the idea, but at least it instills the idea that that you know there are certain portions of that test that could remind you. Oh yeah, I need to use my blinker when I'm changing lanes, or I need to. <laughs> I can't pass on the right. I literally right just now. had to go to the DMV today and get my license renewed. And the only thing that I had to do was read a line of letter, no, 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 uh, yeah. numbers. Yeah, yeah. And if I didn't, if I didn't read that right, then she probably wouldn't have gave me my license. Let's try it again. Yeah, try it again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, that's yeah. what they do. That's exactly what they do. If I, if I read that line, if I read that line wrong and they've got it memorized, but Correct. if I read that yeah, line wrong, know. that's the first thing. That's when you can, put can it you try that again. One eye that bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I think one of the aspects of campaigning is that that you're going to find is when it comes to the actual campaigning part uh, in District 88. One of the things that I've recognized is uh, 
walking the neighborhoods is knocking on doors. Um, the Democratic Party and the Republican Party have access to all of the voter registration or voter records as far as voting in primaries. And District 88 doesn't have a great record of Democrats running and, and voting in the primaries, uh, which depletes <laughs> depletes the information available. Uh, but um, Judd Larkins is running for the congressional seat in, in our, our district. The, yeah, in our district right. as well. Um, and I think piggybacking up off of the congressional runs as well as the senators, uh, we're going to have Lisa Ellison here who's running a superintendent for uh, Department of Education for South Carolina. And uh, I think she is a fantastic candidate, mostly because she's a teacher and she meets the criteria of, yeah. of what it takes. Where, you know, Weaver uh, is still working on getting her master's and she might get it, you know. It's Bob Jones University. Let's just assume she's paid the money to get it. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's it it's a difficult thing to make that decision to run because you know it's a different environment. Going into the state house is a it's you know it it it, it takes being the the person that's going to reach across the aisle that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna discuss the issues with the with the other with the other legislators to 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 figure that. And speaking of, what are some what are some of the things you when you found out you wanted to run for office that you said, okay, if I get in there, this is what I want to do. Well, I want to know what, what the people want, you know, and then I'm going to represent that. Um, I don't know exactly, uh, you know, the, the schools, you mentioned this, this is a problem. Yeah. And we need to discuss that issue. And, and, uh, you know, but I want to help, uh, I want to help people. I want to help children. Um, you know, want to stop uh, hunger for you know get get these kids some uh, food security. Yeah, I'm a, a pl- I'm a blood platelet donor. Okay, I yeah. give uh, platelets every two weeks, and uh, there's an extreme shortage of platelets right now. Yes, so uh, I'm trying to help that way, and I'm trying to get other people to donate. Yeah, um, no, that's a and that's a fantastic <laughs> idea. Uh, yeah. Potentially working with the Red Cross to have them come do a mobile yeah. blood drive that, uh, for a campaign. That's that's to, that'd be I great. Remember, I remember Chapin used to have yeah. them pull up all the time. Oh, I would when I was in high school. In high school, yeah. When and I people was in, used to pass out. Well, what, <laughs> I never, <laughs> I never passed pass out. out I will oh, say, yeah. when, yeah. when, <laughs> of, <laughs> of all of the of all the My baseball brother. all the baseball players and football players, we would do this thing where we would see who could who could. Pump out the, the most blood. Who, yeah, who could do it the most? Who could do it the quickest? Oh, okay. And uh, that was that was always fun to watch because 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 you have a whole line of football players sitting over there just <laughs> wait wait till you get on a dialysis machine and it starts sucking no. it out for you. You're just like, oh yeah, okay, ow ow yeah. ow. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's the that that's that's I think I think those are all very commendable issues when it comes to infrastructure in District 88. I know that that we have a lot of state roads that 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 need attention. Right. Uh, like I said, Kitty Wake. Uh, road uh, where where I live is now getting attention. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's one of those things that's probably needed attention even before I moved here. Right, and I've been here for twenty years. Yeah, um, it's it it's 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 not an easy thing to make the decision to even run because you're putting yourself out there. What was what was some of the when you when you told people that you know that you were going to run for office? What was what was their reaction? Well, they. Uh 
I don't know a lot of people to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "The ones I know, they said it was cool." <laughs> that's good going. <laughs> that's fair. You know what? <laughs> I, I I often think that maybe the hermit lifestyle would probably be the most beneficial to me. But <laughs> especially well, Daniel, you know three new people. That's right. Well, well, yeah. Oh yeah, and you've got advocates here. So yeah, so, uh, great guys. Hey, yeah. Uh, Thank you. Oh, we appreciate that. That, that we I don't I don't think I've heard it. I don't know about you. Oh, guys. here we go. Oh. <laughs> Just because your wife tells you you're a great guy, it yeah. <laughs> doesn't count. Come on, she right. has to. Um, I also wanted to ask about uh, the redistricting. One of the things that we find in South Carolina, because Republicans are in control, yeah. is that district lines get drawn to favor uh, Republican parties. Our district is is pretty much already that. Uh, it's it's very favorable just in the way that it's been drawn, but it's it's not absurd. We have we've had other candidates in here, uh, Daniel Duncan, and yep. last week we had Bill Kilmer in here, who's up in Greenwood, and his district district is drawn like a backwards Pac-Man. Correct. It's big U. Right. Yeah, yeah. It, it's big it's, section cut out in the middle. Yeah, <laughs> but I think one of the things that that I would like to see out of our state legislator is for to acknowledge that these districts need to be drawn more evenly, not necessarily to benefit one party versus the other, but just Make representation. It make sense. Yeah. <laughs> Representation, it, you're doing it by the numbers anyhow. Yeah. Just draw it so that the district is represented, you know, is representative of the people that are that live in that district. I right. agree with you. Yeah. Um, also, the uh, the idea of making voting accessible to everyone. Yeah. I think this is an issue that's going to continue to become uh, bigger and bigger as we continue to move through South Carolina. I have not found has made a lot of difficult ways in voting we have we do require you to have a, a photo id to vote mm -hmm. yes. but there are states like texas that potentially are going to reinstitute the idea that you have to uh be able to read they, they will do a literacy test oh man at the ballot you know basically you come i don't in know if texas should be the one <laughs> Yeah, that's the idea is that because uh, there's a lot of people that have come in and they want to make sure that you can read in English before you, you know, it's 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 a racial way of trying to discriminate people from from being able to vote. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's very sad. Um, but as a poll worker, I, I think South Carolina is extremely easy. Mm. I, 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 I've mentioned in, in some of my some of my previous episodes that that there have been situations where I was for the primary uh, back in June. Uh, yeah, I actually had a woman come in who did not want to show me her ID because, as she said, and I quote, that law wasn't written for me mm. to have to show her photo ID was Oh, a so law that was not created. You're was, not a voter then. She was outright admitting that <laughs> she knew that that vote was meant to hamper somebody else's of, right. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. Yeah. So did you? Did she show you the ID? Oh, she eventually pulled it out. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah uh, you, you can't be breaking the law for some. <laughs> <laughs> They're all going, like, hey, go to the guy that's... <laughs> not very many stipulations here, DJ Fuzzy. this is the one. Yeah. 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 Well, it's clearly posted everywhere. This is, this is what's required in order to be able to vote. And yeah, she, yeah, she eventually... Uh, she didn't want to. Correct. She wanted to make sure that I knew that she knew what the law was and that she did not think it was written for her. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's... 
That's why I cannot be a pollster. Other, <laughs> other, <laughs> oh, no. I, look. I, yeah, I babe, am, you want me and Zach to come there and get in fist I'm, fights? I'm working, on, fought a guy. I'm, I'm, working on, I'm working on getting permission to have a microphone set up at the check-in site where we check in the voters because that's where the most interesting stuff happens. Wow. I bet. I've had, I've had voters that came through and would tell stories about uh, – there was one individual. I'll, just, I'll make this quick. One individual who was a police officer from New York. Yeah. And he said that when he was a police officer in New York for the elections, that he would stand and watch over the elections and watch as they would take hundreds and hundreds of ballots into a trash or in basically into a plastic bag and then dump them into a dumpster. Oh, did they, sir? But, wow. but he said that he would talk. He would he would tell like his his you know ranking officers that this was what was going on, and they would all just sweep it on the house. I, I I can't cannot believe that was going on, Barrett. I cannot believe that was what I don't know why on. you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Because you don't. there's an electric, there's a, we have an electronic trail. Like when we vote that you check in, we know. Bear, how many ballot. trash bags full of votes? Not one. <laughs> Bear probably was like, <laughs> yes, sir. I, hey, look. And it wasn't sugar, honey, ice, and tea, I'll tell you that. Hey, South Carolina look mighty blue. And I know. <laughs> there's, there's no way, there's no way you can have that blue. effect. There's no way you can have that effect on that. It just doesn't work. I'm yeah. looking for 11,385 votes. 780 votes. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, will, I will forever remember that phone call. Where are they at? That I I think that's that's one of the things I, I I as far as Donald Trump and his did you see the video uh, did you see him at his uh, at his golfing over the past weekend he was talking about Britney uh, I saw the crib keeper dressed up as Donald Trump <laughs> well there was a there's a video of uh, of a couple individuals that got onto the course and I guess that they were technically working but they were filming it. And uh, I, I'm not sure which hole he was swinging on. Was it the one where he's like, "Give me some fame"? No, the, the one of them. One of them said something about uh, you can be able to hit. The, it, you you put in all this money for this this course, and you're not <laughs> just to miss the green on this one. Yeah. And then uh, and then he and he clung. It went into the pond. But uh, at the the end of it, he said he said something about uh, oh, he came in a little short, just like that second term. Oh man, <laughs> uh, yeah. who said that? <laughs> he he didn't react. You know I it's the to, Secret Service job to go get that ball, right? Uh, <laughs> you know he was just hitting clumps of grass after that. <clears throat> I I have to acknowledge, and and I don't know that Donald Trump heard them, but he held his cool, and which was something I did not expect. I What's did he not gonna expect. Do? Yeah, well, ain't the live tour, bro. He I expected him to react, especially since it's his course is what you're saying. Yeah, Maybe, I mean his wife just got buried at one of his golf course too. So you know. on the. Behind yeah. behind the, the first tee, right? Uh, she's, yeah, she's, she's she's right there. I promise. Ivana, this, this is real. This she is always true. wanted people to tee off on her. Chill, oh, chill. that's dirty. <laughs> uh, no, she she is legitimately is buried under uh, the behind course. the first tee at, at the Bedminster uh, golf course. Oh, I don't have to worry about playing that golf course. No, that's that's potentially true. Uh, I just I just thought it was really I just thought it was really kind of eerie a little bit. Shanked it, off the headstone, but it turns out. Everyone, all of the Trump family will probably be buried at golf course. Yeah, because they've had they've had a section of it designated as a cemetery. Well, you got to think about it. you don't have to. He probably doesn't have to pay. It's already money. been paid for. It. Yeah, it's, it's already been paid for. Yeah. yeah oh, so he's just taking the cheap way out. Correct. I I don't I don't know I don't I, I guess I I don't know it's not that I it's not that I have any like ups or downs or any ways or means about it. It's just I it, it just seems odd that the people that visit. The Bedminster will have to walk over Ivana's grave and eventually over Donald's grave. And remember, he kept talking about how Obama golfed too much. 
Yeah, well, and that's pretty much all all (laughs) of what Trump is all about. That is that is there is a level of denial. Yeah, there's there's a call the kettle black. There's a level of denial. (laughs) I I don't think I I I I, you know, and and as far as Democrats do it too, I I will fully acknowledge that it is something that goes on both sides. They will they will call out somebody. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah. They will call out something on one side that they know that their guys are doing too, but just somebody else is getting more attention for it. Exactly. Uh, I did want to mention uh, the 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 Pace Act. What was the one that John Pact Act Pact Act got passed? Yes. Uh, did, did it get passed yes, today? Yes, it got passed today. So uh, if you don't know what the Pact Act is, that is essentially a uh, – it's an allotment of money that's going to be given uh, to handle the sicknesses that have been created from burn our pits. military officers having to be around burn pits while they're deployed. Mm-hmm. So a burn pit, if you don't know what it is, essentially is just it's, – it's basically just a pit – where they burn trash, trash yeah, right. and sometimes, and it's not just it's it's human excrement. It's, oh. it's everything. everything. Everything gets thrown in these burn pits, and it's also going to designate that there's an allotment of money that will help uh, soldiers that were uh, affected by Agent Orange. Mm-hmm. So this is something that's been that's been working for the last twenty years. They've been trying to get this in, and and so I, I didn't use the John, news. It took John Stewart screaming, yeah, at uh, representatives. Yeah. I have to pass. I have to acknowledge. I think. Uh, there is there seems to be an outcry for John Stewart to run for office. He should. But I don't I, I don't want John Stewart to to represent one group or be president or anything like that. I want John Stewart to still have the availability to do what it is that he does. We had we had about 20 years of John Stewart. He's not going to just he's, Yeah, but he's not now now he's not confined to, you know, just that. The, yeah, just that. Now he can he can go like he he literally stood outside the steps of Congress screaming at at, at, at representatives as they pass by him, no senators, as they pass by him, he did he did what I would like to do, yeah. which is basically, I want a camera and a microphone, and every time a senator passes by, how do you sleep? At yeah, night? how do you? Yeah, just just if you could just acknowledge uh, for the camera, or or can I can I assume by your silence that uh, that you are in favor of children dying, or you know, you, know, oh, you don't care about first make them make them talk, yeah, you know, because. Ultimately, that, I think that's what John Stewart does. Is like he got in front of the camera to 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 basically tell Ted Cruz, "You're a liar. You're yeah. a massive liar." And 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 I get that senators and congressmen are going to do that because, or they're going to paint around how they answer questions and things like that. But this is one of those things that, like the Pact Act, when it came back from the House, had one line that was removed. That's basically what happened. Well, and right. they all lied directly to all these men's faces. Oh yeah, directly why they were in there. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna pass that thing. What an hour and a half later, two hours later, in there to vote on it, fist bumping. Boop, yep, the fist Republican bumping, fist yeah. bumping to to at the excitement that they they took one of the Democrats. Yeah. yeah, and essentially the reason they did it was because the Democrats had this deal that they yeah. worked out with Joe Manchin in the background to basically get this designated uh, money and then uh, the other one, which is called discretionary. Yeah. Funds. The difference between mandatory and discretionary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which it was always mandatory. There which was, the there Republicans was a, have in every bill. It's a normal. Yeah. That is basically like saying paper white, you write on it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so hey, yeah, it's, you know, going I think at a state level, of course, it's, 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 it's different, but it's also going to be a lot of the same. There's, yeah. there's, there's going to be, there's going to be those people that, you know, there's, there's a number of representatives in the House in South Carolina that are all lawyers. Right. 
And the reason that they they do this state housing legislating is because it benefits them. Yeah, I think yeah. that I, I don't think anyone gets into office specifically to take control or 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 be. I don't think that they go into office corrupted. I think the potential is is that they get corrupted in office. So my hope is that when you do get elected and you beat R.J. May, is that uh, that you'll continue just to you'll continue to fight to to, to make sure to benefit because children Absolutely. are are gonna be again i think the number one resource in south carolina right now until we get marijuana uh, i think the number one resource is going to be children and education is that is that fundamental stand is 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 the base at which the children are become the most important resource and i'm going to work hard for that i uh, get the opportunity to have this job it's win thank you it's win thank you all right thank you so much daniel sharif again democratic nominee for district 88 here in south carolina if uh if you can just make sure uh we'll we're going to get some information to you we'll make sure to add to the show notes so that uh, you can support his campaign as always thank you nick the geek engineer and producer owner and operator of got sound studio check out details on how you can utilize his talent and production expertise at gotsoundstudio.com thanks to muff the producer you can follow him on instagram at muff the producer thanks to shiana rivers for our intro and outro follow her podcast who you Colin Holistic. As well, a thanks to Trent Clark, aka DJ Lonzo, currently entertaining the main course in Columbia, South Carolina. Make sure to go by, have a good time. You can contact Trent for all your entertainment needs, Trent at theallaboutnothing.com and on Instagram at therealdjlonzo or by phone 803-262-7982. If you enjoy the show, consider becoming a patron by visiting our website and clicking on the link at the top of the browser. That will take you over to our Patreon page. You can find details on how you become a supporter. You can check out our benefits there or just consider a donation so that we can continue to bring you this nonsense we enjoy doing it we enjoy you enjoying it as always you can follow us on facebook just search for all about nothing us on twitter and instagram at aan underscore pod or find links to all of our social media and available podcast platforms by visiting the if you'd like to be heard on the show you may call and leave us a message 803-672-0533 if the time between these episodes is too far apart you can fill that time by checking out our partner podcast zach and i host what the pod was that with carrie simmons available on most of your podcasts platforms. You can visit whatthepodwasthat.com for links and details. Carrie and Chrissy host Status Macabre on most of the podcast platforms as well. Find details at statusmacabre.com. As well, you can check out our own DJ Lonzo's Top 5, hosted by Trent Clark, available on most of your podcast listening platforms. As well, I want to make sure, and I point this out at the end of every show now, but all across the country, there is a shortage of poll workers. And so I'm going to bring it up again. If you don't know, if you have the time and you have the ability, it's one day, including like two hours of training. But if you have the availability, we need poll workers because we want to make sure that voting is accessible to everyone. And that means having enough people there to help run those polls. So just go to Google, search for poll worker, and then put in your county or put in your zip code and it will give you the information you need. And and, and you'll be able to use that to uh, contact your county so that you can uh, also volunteer to poll work again they pay so it's not like you're doing it for free it, it's being taken care of uh, i also want to mention uh that if you haven't already you can check for your voter registration we've made it easy you can go to the allaboutnothing.com and there's a link that you can go and check your voter registration it's right there at the top of the page go check it make sure do it multiple times which you know in the election because there's a lot of states out there that are playing games so do that this is the all about nothing podcast I want to thank you, Trent Clark, Zach King. Thank you, Daniel, for being here with us. We really appreciate it. And uh, as far as that goes, anybody got anything else? Have a week. (laughs) (laughs) This The All About Nothing podcast is recorded live from the Maddie Johnson podcast studio at GOT Sound Studio in Columbia, South Carolina. 
The All About Nothing podcast is produced and engineered by Neek the Geek, owner and operator of GOT Sound Studio. To support the show, please visit theallaboutnothing.com for links to social media, merchandise, and more. Become a patron of the show by following the Patreon link at the top of our page. The All About Nothing podcast is an entertainment product of Barrett Gruber. Special thanks to Zach King, Trent Clark, Muff the Producer, Neek the Geek, and you, our listeners. Please subscribe, rate, review, and share. If you're on YouTube, please hit the like button and the notification bell. Thank you for listening. The All About Nothing podcast is a part of the GOT Podcast Network and a product of Bear Gruber Entertainment and Media.